Sports is no longer just about the game itself. To be a success and to find fulfillment in the game, it takes more. The mental, relational, and cultural component has become more of a focus. No longer is talent enough. An athlete has to be trained in a holistic manner to reach their potential. Training the Complete Athlete provides a wide variety of interviews and informational podcasts for coaches, parents, and athletes to gain insight to reach a higher level of performance. So I'm really excited to welcome Hannah Taylor to the show today. She is uh, a women's soccer player from the University of Oregon, and she is a defensive beast. And the defense never gets enough love in soccer, um, but they're the ones that pretty much hold things together. So she actually is a dual citizen. So she has been able to play uh, for the Canadian national team and our junior national team, a 17U and a uh, 21U, and has played in World Cups with both levels, which is pretty exciting because very few people get that experience to play uh, at that level internationally. And she is a business major, and she's also uh, involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes down at U of O. And she has a great topic and something that's super dear to my heart, uh, talking about uh, battling uh, through adversity. Um, and so, Hannah, I'm excited to hear your story and talk about how your struggle has made you a stronger athlete. So welcome to the show. So... Just kind of give us the, the the overall story of some of the adversity that you faced, or the things that that really changed you as a person, at, and uh, you as an athlete through your college days at Oregon. Yeah, so I've had quite a few bits of adversity, but looking back, I wouldn't change any of it. Um, so my freshman year, I came in, and actually a couple weeks into preseason, after our first game, I found out that I had. Uh, partially fractured my L5 in my back and that pretty much put me out for the whole um, first season and it was devastating and it felt like everything was ripped away from me at that moment and then um, all was going well and I actually left in January I was gone for a month with the Canadian uh, U20 national team and I got a pretty bad concussion uh, at the end of one of our games with a head-to-head -head collision. And when I came back, I was out, I think, until close to spring break. So while it wasn't as long as my back, it was still just felt like toppled on top of each other. And then my sophomore year, at the towards the end of season, I started having pain in my foot uh, from a couple instances. And anyways, pushed through, but at the end of season, ended up being casted for two months before getting surgery um, from what the cast did not heal and was out for uh, almost another eight or nine months. So that's been kind of my story so far. And it seems like a lot, but then also sometimes it doesn't. So um, yeah, it's definitely shaped me into a way better athlete and more importantly, a person off the field as well. So going through this adversity, you know, those the first year of, of college is so difficult, let alone trying to find your place and role in a college um, team. How were you able to get through the, that time? As I say, most kids would have said, forget it. I'm out. I can't handle this. But you've been able to push through and continue uh, to be not just a, a member of your team, but a standout contributor to your team. What are the things that got you through that? Yeah, so I think that's a really good question. And I almost feel like the most pivotal injury that I had was that back injury with it being my freshman year. You come in, 
I came in and I was like, all right, I've got to prove myself on the field. And then I'm going to kind of have a place. And looking back, that's definitely not how it works, but that's how I felt in the moment. And so at first it was really hard. And I think it took me until school started um, to really find my place on the team and find my voice. And I think I just had to better understand my teammates and who I could kind of help coach, quote unquote, coach from the sideline and who I just kind of needed to stay off. And that's where I felt um, like I was contributing. And another area was just the perspective shift of me realizing that showing up to rehab every day and controlling what I could was my contribution to the team and realizing that me taking care of my business with my injury was really like a big step in what I could give to the team at the moment. And then when school started, I actually started getting involved with STAC, which is the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. And I started going to the meetings and meeting other athletes, um, which really helped me get through fall with the team traveling and me staying back. Um, so just having that opportunity to realize that there was more that I could do than on the field um, was what kind of kick-started the experience that I've had at Oregon and had that not happened so early I think when I was out for a whole year pretty much it would have just been catastrophic <laughs> and and I think that's so true is when you are are injured your contribution to your team and to even the university changes right you know I've I've had student athletes that were injured and weren't at practice every day and their teammates didn't understand that and I'd always say their their focus has to be getting better to come back to us right and it is, it's it's an opportunity to meet other athletes. We had a support group for injured athletes at Utah. And it was like me, my teammate, a swimmer, and like the gymnastics team. Because gymnastics uh, athletes are always injured, right? But I got to meet people that I would have never met otherwise. And I think it rounded out my time at Utah instead of just being a softball player and just being with my team. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, like, looking now, one of the – like everyone's like, who do you look up to? You know, one person. And um, my answer is pretty quick that it's Audie Gilden, um, who was on the women's basketball team and who I met through going to SAC and going uh, to FCA. And um, had I not been injured, I don't know if I would have been saying the same thing. So that's been just a mentorship and a friendship that I've really valued. And like so many things that I can say in my life right now, I wouldn't have. Um, been saying it or experienced it without the injury. So as much as it sucked at the moment, um, I took so much from it. So we've talked about how it's changed you kind of as, as a student, a student athlete, but how has it changed you as a person and can, how you might see the world differently now than your average upperclassman in college? Yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. I think, um, for me, I tie this into almost identity, but I think it's really easy as athletes to only see ourselves as an athlete. And had I not been injured and out and been forced to find other things that I value and other things that I'm passionate about, I would still be tunnel vision to soccer like I was when I first came in. And I think it's just allowed me um, to be even more engaged in school and realize that there is more to life outside of soccer and that soccer is not going to last me um, until I'm 80 and that I'm going to have to say goodbye at some point. And so I've been just 
I've been, um, it's kind of what sparked my interest into saying yes to so many opportunities outside of soccer. And I've been an O'Heroes co-director for the branch of uh, community service. And then the next year I was a co-director for Women of Oregon, um, empowering female student athletes. And this year I got a job as a peer financial coach on campus. And I can say that none of these probably would have happened without that. So I think just, um, the ability to realize that I am more than an athlete and that I'm passionate about more than just soccer. And I, I think it's important too. It doesn't take away my love for soccer or being out on the field, but I think I've just come to realize like it's one piece to the puzzle and there's so many other areas um, and things that I can do in life. So just prep me more for um, life outside of soccer and after soccer, whenever I decide to step away. And I think that's one thing that really gets ignored, that we are identified so much as our sport. And really, this helps for an easier transition out of sport. You know, I've watched so many kids retire and be lost. And most kids don't continue on after college. It's a small percentage, right? And so for you to know I am all these things, whenever it happens, that transition is so much smoother. I mean, I've seen former teammates that didn't figure out life until their thirties because they were still labeled as, Oh, you're the athlete. Right. And that is, is definitely something that we, we ignore as athletes. Cause nobody says let's get ready for retirement. Right. They think sport and that's, <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, so do you think that athletes avoid going through adversity? Do you think they try to do everything they can to not go through the struggles and take the, 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 e I don't want to say the easy road, but the easier road. Yeah. Wow, these are all great questions. And I think, I think yes is my initial response to that. But I think that might be what you would say before you face your first piece of adversity. Because I know, I mean, I was devastated. I was crying. I was not over it for multiple days when I first found out that I was going to have to redshirt. Um, but now when I've faced adversity, I have a different perspective. Like I go into it knowing as much as it might hurt in the moment that I'm going to be stronger coming out of it. And I'm going to probably have learned something. And so I'll face it more head on rather than kind of beat around the bush. But I think that no athlete wants to be sitting out and no athlete maybe wants to have be told maybe they're wrong or they're not doing it right. Like we all, I think, have that pride in ourselves. And so before we've really faced big adversity, I think it can be really scary and easy, really easy to avoid. Um, and then once you've made it through um, your first big, like, uh, yeah, patch of adversity, I think it kind of shifts and it might become not that anyone wants to face it, but it's just a little bit different perspective that you don't necessarily have to avoid it. And that's what I always thought that softball seemed so difficult before I got injured. And after I went through it, if I, I always thought, man, softball seems so much easier on the flip side, because you watched, you learned, you changed perspective. Um, there was actually an athlete uh, when I was in college that she missed the whole first season to a torn ACL. And she spent that year just really focused in watching her sport. And she would have been good anyway, but she ended up being a first team All-American as a freshman. And so much of it, she claims to taking that experience and, and changing how she saw her, her sport. And you, and you do that a lot. So 
if you could, would you go back and change what has happened? No. I think that if you would have asked me this like a year or two ago, I probably would have said yes. But I think the more um, time that passes, the more I've realized it truly has shaped me into who I am. And being injured also forced me to look internally at things that I don't think I had um, processed or taken care of um, because it was so easily covered up by going to practice every day or constantly being busy. And I think throughout my year-long process of when I ended up getting foot surgery, I really learned the power of self-love and how important it is to make time for yourself and to love yourself for who you are. And that's been one of the biggest things um, outside of just realizing that I am more than an athlete is there's so many areas of my life that have been affected by it. And I, I really think that had I not been out or faced as much adversity as I have, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at and I wouldn't be having the same college experience that I've had. Uh, I feel very fortunate that I've had a well-rounded experience so far. And I think a lot of that is credited um, to the fact that I've been forced to look outside of my sport. So if you, now that you, well, now that you are an upperclassman, if you were sitting next to a fre the freshman that is out for the season on the bench and they're, you know, as I say, in tears, finding out that they're not going to play the rest of the year. You know, my first answer is always ice cream. I will take you to ice cream and then we'll start through it. Right. What would you do or what guidance would you give them to make the best out of a horrible situation? Yeah. Well, I think just like you said, my first reaction would be ice cream. One, I love ice cream yeah. too. Ice cream just makes everyone a little bit happier. It solves every uh, problem. <laughs> exactly. And I would one validate exactly how they feel because I think when I was in that position, sometimes you just wanted someone to admit that it sucks and let you cry and let you feel the way that you do. And then I would just one, just kind of tell them how I've really valued those times of adversity and how I feel like it shaped me to who I am in a really positive way. And then just really encourage them to get outside of their sport and look at opportunities that there are. And I think as athlete, as athletes, there's so many opportunities at all of our schools that we don't even think about or we don't even know about because we're so focused on our sport. And I know depending on what division or level, those opportunities might vary, but I can guarantee that every school, whether it's connected to athletics or on campus, there's groups, events, and opportunities where you can find your people and you might find your best friend. And, you know, looking back five years after that moment, just encouraging them like I have in a friend and mentor that I've made, it wouldn't have happened without that injury. So I think just to summarize, like validating the, the feelings because it's real and it does suck, but also just encouraging them that there might be um, something waiting for them that they don't even know about. And looking back, they're going to be so grateful that it, that it turned out to be the way it did. So if you were guiding somebody to find new things on campus, and I know it's different, you know, you, you go to a, a big university, I've been on a big university campus, and but I've also been on a small campus. Um, and I've also been in the high school world. So 
everybody kind of does it differently, but what are some things that you would say, hey, go check with this person if you're looking for things outside of sport that, to get involved with on your campus? Yeah, so I think from my understanding, most uh, college campuses have career centers. And I think that's a great place to go. Um, I think too, as athletes, it's really easy. And I think you mentioned earlier, like we're all like, okay, we're gonna go play pro and we don't really think about what after school might look like. And so I think that's a great opportunity. And I know here on our campus, a really good resource um, to just learn more about one, what careers there are, and then two, how to prep for careers and things that we might not even think about. Um, and they put on career fairs where different companies come in. And so I think that's one area. And then within athletics, but off the field, I know some athletic departments like ours, we're fortunate to have like a student athlete development area where we have student athlete advisory committee. And that's such a great opportunity uh, for you to use your voice, for you to meet other student athletes and that is something I highly encourage everyone to do is branch outside of your own team even. Um, I know that's made my experience and some of my best friends um, from Oregon are all on different teams, which has been awesome. And it wouldn't have happened without going to different events. Um, and lastly, there's just so many resource groups on campus for students that um, like identify or are passionate about all sorts of different things um, or have different backgrounds. And so maybe you go there and you find your people and um, are able to contribute to something that you're passionate about. And all those things are very true. There, there's places throughout campuses. I know like being at a small campus, I would always say, go find the cool professor or the cool popular coach because there's a reason that people always are going to them. You know, lots of times they're the ones that are dialed in. Um, you know, some small schools do have um, athlete uh, development. Like uh, when I was at Concordia, that was my role other than coaching was student athlete development and doing SAC and, and all those things. Um, but you you can go even to your coach and say, hey, are there things in the athletic department if you're unsure? Because they'll probably say, oh, yeah, this and this and this. Is it on the forefront of a coach's mind? No. Their sport is. But if they're asked, they usually can lead you in, in, in that direction. And the thing with high schools, I mean, they're also like you can go um, into your career center or you can go to a school counselor and they will direct you to a lot of different activities. And I'm always one that talks about how this overall experience is so much better for development, but it's also really gr great for building resumes. Because when you're an athlete, you don't want the end of the day to say, well, I was an athlete. Being an athlete is a great thing to put on your resume. A lot of people chase that. But it's good to have diversity and also have built a network because I'm guessing with you, Hannah, just the financial program that you're doing is built this whole new network that you could probably plug into after you graduate. 100%. And I think that's been a big thing as well as I, I know it's easy as an athlete to look at your schedule and be like, I have no time for anything. And I'll admit there's been so many times when I've said yes too many times and I've realized, okay, I need to maybe say no a little bit, but I'm a busy body, so give it to me. Um, but I think too, it's just finding those little moments. It doesn't mean you need to have a 10 hour a week job, but like you're saying, maybe it's, you become, you know, you go to the woman in business meeting every other week and that's something you can put on your resume. So it's small habits that I think over the course of your collegiate or high school career um, can open a lot of doors and lead to a lot of networking opportunities. 
And that's what I always say is one of the best things about sports. You get exposed to so many different people, especially in the university setting. You know, people give me a hard time that I'm like the six phases of Kevin Bacon, you know, that I can meet people anywhere. Um, a, I just love to talk to people. But when you are in sports and education for as long as I have been, you just get to meet a bunch of different people that are, are into so many different areas. And that's one of my biggest life blessings. And I think even being injured pushed me into situations out of my box. Like I've got to go talk to this person because I need support. Now I just go ask people. But when I was a freshman, I probably would never done those things. So it does push you outside of things that you aren't going to be comfortable with if nothing ever happens. And so I think being in a university or a high school setting is so many opportunities to make great connections and have great experiences that will launch you into your adulthood instead of just being a student athlete. Cause we do, we all retire. You know, most people aren't playing uh, professional sports past the age of like 40, right? Golf, maybe golf's always the exception to everything, right? but you know, most of us are going to have to do something for the second, second phase of our life. Right. Yeah. So Hannah, I really appreciate you sharing your story because I think these are things that when people get injured, they don't know where to go and they don't know how to turn it into something that's going to be a positive in the end. And it's hard to see through the, the total fog and haze when you first get injured or you're first facing something difficult. But now that you are on the path to graduation and the path of, to being a grown up you have been able to take this and turn it into something that is amazing and is going to be so impactful as in a positive way for your future. So, but I am going to ask you the random questions. I started asking these with Joe, who also is at, at uh, U of O as a coach. And these are actually my two recruiting questions that I used to ask. So um, if you could have one water animal and one land animal and they could not hurt you. So you could own a tiger and they're not going to maul you in your sleep. What would you, what would you choose? I would pick a sea turtle and a deer. And, and why those two animals? I've always loved the beach and I feel like a sea turtle is just associated with happiness, good vibes, the beach where I want to be. <laughs> and then a deer Growing up, my grandma always, she like kind of picked an animal or an item for my sister and I. And then that was like our thing. And she collected antique um, little glass or wood deers. And it just became like I was, I was known and associated with the deer throughout my family. So I think to give it to my grandma, she'd be happy to hear me say a deer. <laughs> So this is actually probably, this is a very important question as well is, is what are you watching on TV right now? Ooh, well, I wish I had a little more time to watch <laughs> things on TV, but I just started or kind of restarted This Is Us on- Because you um, want to cry every time you turn on the television? I know. Luckily, I'm not too much of an emotional TV watcher. Uh, see, I, I, I'm a TV crier, so This Is Us is brutal on me. Yeah, so um, I'm watching This Is Us. What else? Honestly, I haven't had too much time, but I've got a lot of staples. I love sports documentaries. I love documentaries. What is it? Down to Earth. I'm not sure if you've heard about it. Yeah, I have. Yeah. One's going around. That was awesome. Um, I love a good like romance or romantic rom-com. Uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> But my answer would be this is us for now, but I'm not making as much progress on it as I would hope. Well, as I say, with, with my teams, there was three topics, animals, food, and I should say what's your favorite snack, but you know, I'll leave you alone on that. And what are you watching on TV? Because if recruits could not 
have those conversations. They were never going to survive my team. I got a lot of interesting looks when I would ask those of recruits. But also, I'm always needing ideas of new shows. So I, t- I look at this as an opportunity to add to my list of of things. You know, COVID has sucked up a lot of uh, of my list of watching television. So I bet. Do you have any good recommendations? <sighs> um, well, if you're old school, like there, I'm rewatching a show called Boston Legal, and it was. Um, there was a show called The Practice and it was a spinoff. Um, I love Parks and Rec. My oldest like forced me to watch it. And if you haven't, watch it because it's like too quotable. And if I lay a Parks and Rec quote, you need to be able to pick it up. So uh, right. but and it's like we'll and, and I always say I during all this craziness that's going on, it's been good to have a show that's just kind of ridiculous. So um, that's that's definitely one. I like a lot of historical um and like even medieval shows. So, you know, I've watched like uh, we, we watched Outlander and I've seen Rain too many times. Um, so but, you know, I'm a This Is Us and SVU, like the the ones that have been around for a while. Uh, I'm definitely into those. Um, so but I am a television crier. And so once again, This Is Us is brutal. My kids will walk in. They don't even need to see what's on the TV. They're like, you're watching This Is Us, aren't you? I'm like, yes, I'm crying again. Uh, that and anything with animals, I'm probably crying uh, watching it on television. People can die, but, you know, the animals die. I can't I can't take it anymore. So, yeah. So, well, we will let you get back to your life. And you probably have homework and all these things as you get closer to finals and break. So have a wonderful Thanksgiving, get some rest and get ready for a season, hopefully in the springtime uh, when you can get back to the pitch and not just be, you know, running around waiting for games to start. So we wish all of our collegiate and high school athletes the best of luck in their upcoming seasons. And hopefully they get to be able to actually get back to participating. So stay safe, have a wonderful time at home with your family. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Check out Train the Complete Athlete anywhere you can find podcasts or go to the website at www.trainingthecompleteathlete.com.